Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So if inflation is under control, then why in the world would we see an increase in interest rates? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Always good to be with you. Appreciate you having me for these few hours. Does Bidenomics actually work? Let me bring in Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Dr. Matt Will, W-I-L-L, Dr. Matt Will. On the Twitter box, let me start with this, uh, Dr. Will. This is Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, letting you know that interest rates are going up. Since early last year, the FOMC has significantly tightened the stance of monetary policy. Today, we took another step by raising our policy interest rate a quarter percentage point, and we are continuing to reduce our securities holdings at a brisk pace. We've covered a lot of ground, and the full effects of our tightening have yet to be felt. Looking ahead, we will continue to take a data-dependent approach in determining the extent of additional policy firming that may be appropriate. That uh, translated, I believe, sir, is you ain't seen nothing yet. We reserve the right to raise interest rates anytime we want, and anybody who thinks that inflation is under control is out of their minds. Am I right or am I wrong, Dr. Will? I probably would phrase it differently, Tony. I'm shocked. Um, because, you know, we've talked about this battle between Biden and Powell. And, and for two years, Biden's been winning. Powell is now winning. But you heard him say it very clearly. It's not yet under control, but we're getting there. So I, we got to be honest with the data, Tony. It's getting better. It's still bad, but it's getting better. And, you know, I got to talk about this Bidenomics and this, you know, it's Biden versus Powell. I'm telling you, it's a bunch of battles. Biden was winning for two years. Now Powell's winning. Biden versus Congress. He was winning for two years. Now he's losing. Biden versus private businesses. He was winning for two years. Tony, only only cringe Jean-Pierre could call these losses wins. I mean, to them, night is day, day is night, up is down. You know, these aren't your droids. I mean, we've got a GDP report coming out in a, in a few minutes, and I can tell you, it's, there, it's pretty clear what it's going to be, and it's not good Bidenomics in this report that's coming out. Yeah, that report that that came out uh, t- today. But I think the, the, the question is, does Bidenomics work? The White House is cheering, but Midwest Main Street really isn't. And I will admit to you that it is a bit schizophrenic. We see yeah. the data. And then we see the stores, and it's all super confusing. And I get it when people say to me, whoa, 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 what are you complaining about, cats? Everything is kind of awesome out there. I don't believe it's kind of awesome out there. First things first, is Bidenomics working, and could you describe, could you define their guiding principle? Yeah, I can define their guiding principle, and I can tell you if it's working. First, let's see if it's working. So Powell yesterday said real wages are down. You, Tony, you are making less money. That's Bidenomics. Residential spending is down. Tony, that's Bidenomics. Domestic profits for corporations are down. 
That's Bidenomics. Global profits are down. That's Bidenomics. The only thing that's causing GDP to go up right now, Tony, government spending is up. That's Bidenomics. So I won't qualify whether it's good or bad. Let's just say residential spending down, profits down, profits down globally. You make less money. That's Bidenomics. But the other side of this is you said you got to admit to some good news. Inflation is cooling. Did you see something within the last report where we saw inflation at 3% that shows a trend down? Or could this be a momentary blip? And, by, and we should be clear. I would rather have Dr. Will, talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I would rather have, sir, a trend down. I don't want the blip. What did you see from the reporting? Tony, I, I, I got to take exception with some of this, these, you know, these comments, because you're, you're saying like, oh, well, inflation's better. Tony, that's like saying I'm in the ICU, but they've taken me off the ventilator, but I'm still in the ICU. I'm still in, in risky conditions. You are correct. Things look better. There is I don't know if it's a blip or a trend. I'll tell you in three months, but I can tell you right now things are better, but they're just not as bad as they were six, nine 12 months ago, you shouldn't be happy with this situation, Tony. Business investments are down. Equipment purchases are down. We've had eight consecutive months of contracting U.S. private industry. Tony, you, you tell me, how do you want your economy to grow? Through expanded government or through expanded business? I want it to grow through expanded business. Uh, well, it's just, not. Just in case I had to actually answer the question. I didn't want to just leave it hanging there. Um, let me show you something. This uh, right here, I, I was able to find two different um, headlines. So this is CNBC. And CNBC has the headline, Morgan Stanley credits Bidenomics for much stronger than expected GDP growth. Literally 24 hours later, I found this story, why the messaging around Bidenomics might not be working. So, I, if, if I have a group like Morgan Stanley crediting Bidenomics, that is a, an indicator, a signal outward, sir, that this is working, that things are doing better because of Joe Biden's policies. Why would Morgan Stanley lie? Well, okay, they're not lying, Tony. The problem is something you and I have spoken about for, for for years now, and that is GDP and Keynesian economics. The way GDP is calculated, if the government spends $5,000 on a hammer, Tony, they add $5,000 to the GDP. If you and I spend $15 on the same plan. Sorry about that. We lost you for a second, Dr. Will. Let's, let's, let's bring you back really quick. You were talking about hammers, sir. Yeah, I mean, if the government, according to Keynesian economics, if the hammer, if a government spends five thousand dollars on a hammer, that's five thousand more GDP. If you and I spend fifteen dollars, it's fifteen more. But you and I both know it's just the same hammer. There's a flaw in the way Keynes does things. So therefore, Morgan Stanley's correct, Tony. The GDP is up because of Bidenomics. Because what's Bidenomics? infrastructure spending, American Rescue Plan spending, the Chips and Science Act spending, the Inflation Creation Act spending. Tony, this is a false narrative because when you look at actual businesses, they are not growing, they're shrinking. We have actual data from businesses. The only thing growing is the government. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Uh, so, uh, you 
are constantly in touch with with business owners and you're constantly watching uh, factors of of the market of the economy that those of us who aren't economists uh, don't watch. When Jerome Powell says we're raising uh, the interest rates, the target rate is now five and a quarter to five and a half percent. It's the highest it's been in 22 years. Was there anything in that commentary that I just shared with you or other things you may have heard from Jerome Powell that makes you think they don't believe Bidenomics is working and they're pretty sure that to keep inflation further at bay, we're going to go even higher? Yes, because there are two things he said, Tony. One was that real wages are down. I said this earlier, that you and I are making less money. So, yeah, that means Bidenomics isn't working. Now, Cringe will tell you it's great that it's working. He also said that the inflation is not yet under control. It's getting better, and we've still got work to do. So right there, he made two very clear statements that we are not out of the woods. So that's according to Jerome Powell. Now, I'll tell you, I said at the beginning, I'll say it again. He's winning the boxing match at the moment against Biden. But you know what? There's more rounds to go in this fight. One of the things that's that's come up is that when uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, uh, put together the the deal uh, regarding the debt ceiling with uh, Joe Biden, it said that you have to pass all 12 appropriations bills or else uh, basically the penny plan goes into effect. There'll be a 1% cut across the board. Think of it going back to the Obama days and sequestration, uh, that kind of, of conversation. Well, right now there's talk about Biden engaging a couple of vetoes, which would mean that the uh, the rules of the deal are not being adhered to a one percent cut across the board. A one percent cut would mean less spending. Does that mean a better opportunity for the economy? Yes. Now, Tony, it will have a drag on GDP because GDP is this crazy formula. But if the government spends less and private economy spends more That's good long-term for the economy. The economy can only grow when you have private businesses doing their thing. And I'm kind of a fan of this whole thing. You remember, it's a battle. I mentioned in the beginning, it's a battle between Biden and Congress also. And Congress won that battle in the debt ceiling. Now, they didn't do a great win, but they got a win, and they slowed down this insane spending by the government, and they got this 1% across-the-board cut. I hope it happens, Tony. I'd be very happy to see the government finally shrink. Yeah. I, I, have we seen that in our lifetime? I, no, 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 no. I, I look, uh, I, 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 I'm with you in theory, but cuts to the military don't make me happy, and and I'm willing. If you call me Lindsey Graham, I'm willing to fight you about this. I just, I, I don't like the one percent uh, across the board. I want six percent in some spots. I just don't think I want the one percent across the board, but. It looks like it's going to happen. Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. I appreciate taking the time uh, to be with us. Always appreciate Dr. Will. And, and look, I get that my, my view on the spending might not be others' view on, on the spending. And I can absolutely find my way into saying, you know what? Man, I, I do love a cut, so just take it and run. Someone uh, sent me, and this this didn't happen just yesterday. This happened a while ago, where the Pentagon figured out they had a rounding error, and it turns out they had $6 billion extra dollars to send to Ukraine. It's like, well, if you take a total look at, at what the NDAA is, and you take a look at the um, uh, the budget, well, $6 billion, give it is about you know close to the 1%. My argument is, 
I'd rather cut $12 billion from a nonsense social program to discuss, you know, that, that studies Aborigines uh, and, and, and sexually transmitted diseases. I'd rather get rid of that altogether than lose anything from the military spend. But I'm a guy who likes a cut. Less spending is always better. So if this is the way it's going to be, this is the way it's going to be. Don't, I'm not going to lose sleep. But the people who want to push military spending cuts right now, I don't think understand where we're at. And I guess that can always be argued. You can always say that. That said, I still don't like it. But I guess I have to accept it. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.